2013, what are we going to do about that? <laughs> what are we going to do about that opening song? I, I feel like a fucking wrestler is coming out. Why is my, what, what am I cutting out over here? Is that my earphones cutting out? This is, great start, Renee, great start. <laughs> Let's start over. Let's start over. Let's do it all over again. Oh, yeah, brother. That's good. I like that. Makes me feel like a fucking wrestler. Welcome back. What's good? The fucking whole the crew is here, minus Willie, but the crew is here. Yes. My kids are here. Yes. Aww. Happy New Year. Let's start with Renee Casas. Yeah. Over there on the switchboards, Renee. Welcome back. Happy New Year. Yeah, man. Happy New Year. Had a great time at the comedy store. Thanks for coming. It's good stuff. The lovely Candace Thompson, Miss Beautiful, Miss Thang. How you doing, girl? I'm good. I was not at the comedy store. You didn't have to be, girl. Okay. I wouldn't take no attendance up there. I felt bad. No, don't feel bad. You were missed, but you but you were appreciated. Uh, and the luckily, the luckily, 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 Vicky Peza has joined us. That is luckily of us. What's good, guys? Uh, what's good, Vicky? How's Lenny? Oh, he's great. Give him our regards. Lenny's a friend of the show. We Aww. always appreciate Lenny. Uh, her husband, Lenny, a very cool dude, very interesting guy to sit and hang out with. And uh, uh, joining us today, JR is in the studio, guy who doesn't miss the meal or an opportunity to go to the gym and taking pictures. He's holding, look at this guy. Oh, wow. And he looks like the, the side of the L.A. River uh, <laughs> on... Uh, his, uh, underneath. Am I cutting out here? My ears are cutting out. I hear you. Yeah. Okay. Are you hearing me? Okay. All right. Um, yeah, fix my, uh, my jacks there. But anyway, I don't need to tell if you guys can hear me. But anyway, we're back, and I'm excited to be back because I got a bunch of things prepared, um, a bunch of things for the new year that we're going to start doing. We're going to basically kind of review what we did last year, find out the things we like, and find out the things we didn't like, Ooh. you know? One thing I do like is having our friend Chris Burns on uh, and playing games with him because Chris teaches tolerance on the show, doesn't he? he does. Oh, he does. I love his tolerance. Chris is a modern-day Martin Luther King Jr. He's mm -hmm. just He might even be more well-behaved because Martin Luther King had ass on the side. He did. That's <laughs> Cheryl. She stay, she stay up in Ooh. Fayetteville. Good point. Oh, Chris, he, Chris teaches by example. Really. Chris does teach by example. He's a solid dude. and He's definitely a, a friend of the show and a regular fixture who we will be having back. Willie uh, is another guy. I want to have him back on because we have to cut Willie's hair. I can't hear anything. You know? can't? Uh, um, we have to cut Willie's hair. Willie's been growing his hair out for me. I don't know if you've seen it. No. Is he going to permit it? He's got some Django and Shane hair happening right now. Wow. And we're going to figure out what we're going to do with it. And what I want to do is maybe, you know, ironic haircuts are in right now. And I want to take curl, Willie Jerry back. Curl. Oh, there you go. Whoa. Willie is wow. there we go. Wow. Willie is going to get a jerry curl. That's what we need to do. Do they still make accents? How good would he get what would he look? I was just telling my girlfriend the other day. I, I, no, it's good. Um I was telling my girlfriend the other day. Oh, uh, now it just went out again. Uh, there it's back. It's just really sensitive. Giving us problems all day. Oh, that's really. I I won't move then. Sorry, Dave, folks at home, if you're hearing this. I, you might not be, but I'm hearing it in my ears. Um, but, yeah, Willie's going to come back on the show, and, and that's our leading thing. Give us suggestions if you have something for Willie. Uh, we're thinking Jerry Curl. Do you have a, some, a shag? A conk. Oh, a conk. We can conk Willie's hair Malcolm X style. It's like oh, where okay. you straighten it like with, with – I, I think the same shit my girlfriend uses. She uses, like, Brazilian blowouts. Yes. But she's Puerto Rican, so she has to get, like, the, you know, these Brazilian blowouts. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, formaldehyde. Yeah. It, but it makes her hair look fucking amazing. Cancer, but yeah, that's it, what they hear. Her hair looks gorgeous. And everybody around you, but her hair looks like Asian hair. It's, it's yeah. fucking amazing. And it stays it's, that it's way. Really and it stays that way. And she, yeah. and she breaks her friends off, too. Like, you know, she can do it. Like, she can do it from home. Yeah. And we'll be like, let me get, get at you with a Brazilian, you know. Uh, <laughs> But apparently that's a, that's a big thing among girls. But maybe we'll get Willie on and we'll finger wave him or Brazilian uh, or conk him. Oh, finger we'll get him waves conk him. too. I forgot about that. Yeah, there's finger waves. Because Willie's a handsome kid, man. We can, we can people will see the irony. People will see. They'll be like, he knows what he looks like. He <laughs> right, knows right. He, he knows the nigga looked dumb, but he looked cool all the same. Because Willie's old school. That's Willie. He's old school. Yeah. You know what I mean? Willie's a throwback. Willie's pre-hip-hop, brother. That's what I like about Willie. 
He's jazz. Willie's jazz. So we're going to have Willie on the show. That's a big. That's going to be a big event coming up. And then uh, uh, Vicky, now you were talking about we 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 were going to we were going uh, 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 we to make somebody famous today. We were. We were. We were going to do a uh, I guess a an haters, outing, a haters outing, a, a digital lynch mob, if right. you will. Oh, right? I'm already excited. And, and and these are fun. These digital lynch mobs. I had a guy, and let me preface this by telling you the story. I had a guy. Um, this was maybe a year back, and, and he had left a, a really nasty comment on a page of mine. And the only reason I knew is because I was emailed it for some reason, um, that there was a comment going on. Uh, and it was on a very old video. That's why I found it strange. Mm-hmm. And um, basically it was just like, you know, uh, it was a, a video I did of Obama. He's like, Obama's a nigger and so is Freddie Lockhart. And I'm like, <gasps> oh, God. Jesus I'm like, Christ. look, you don't like me. That's fine. But jeez, <laughs> guy. And, and, and it was like, you know, it was so just like out there hateful. Wow. And, Oh and this guy did this, but he also had a he also had a page on YouTube. He had a personal page, and he didn't posted much, but he posted one video apparently of him running and hurdling tracks and uh, track in high school doing uh, hurdles, and he was really sucking at it. But I looked at this video, and I could tell it was in the Pacific Northwest because uh-huh. of the trees and the way it looked, uh-huh. and I saw his high school name written on one of the the um, <laughs> hurdles. Oh jeez! Bingo! Found him. Found everything about him. Found everything about him. And um, all I did was go back on there and have my manager uh, respond to him, and his, or her response was his address. His address. Oh, my after that. God. And he was inundated, of course. Oh, and wow. apparently he, he had to move. You know, that's oh, my God. How about it got? And I was about to, once again, unleash oh, my digital hounds on amazing. someone else. Mm-hmm. Someone else was... Uh, outside the U.S. even. Outside just- the U.S., abroad. I won't say where, uh, but this was over, overseas, uh, you know, um, in the UK, that doesn't narrow it down tremendously. Mm-hmm. But and, and a lot of times you'll get shit talk to you on, on Twitter. Somebody will be like, "Fuck you, you suck, whatever." I don't care. It happens, right. you know. But there's the whole thing, and you and I were talking about this: is when people are criticizing you and they're adding you, and they're not really telling you; they're talking shit about you to someone else, but they're adding you. Right. Yes, they want you to see. They it. want right. you to see it, mm-hmm. and which is a, a very passive-aggressive thing to do. Sure, it's like, and normally I'm just like, whatever, you know, fine. You you get a little known. Some you can't win everybody. Some people are right. gonna not like you, you know, no matter what you do, right. and I'm fine with that i can't win them all but this is one of those things that i was just like what the fuck is this guy's deal so finally i you know kind of like respond i'm like what you do he's just like you know just he can't even figure out why he doesn't like me it just (laughs) he he just doesn't and then i was like okay so i'm going to release the digital hounds on him and make him have to move you know so i went through all my practices and i talked to a friend of mine who actually live in the country that he lives and inhales from actually the region that he lives in and boy did he come out to me with some information i know everything about this guy I know more about this guy than I know about myself now. I know where he went to school. I know who his parents are. I know where You're he like shops. You're like the black anonymous. I am the black anonymous. I like that. I like that. That's great. Negro but anonymous. as I further dig and, and dug and dug and dug into this, this guy's life, I found that, like, you know, with the guy who came on to say those hateful things, and, and he came back and apologized. It was like, it wasn't me. Somebody broke into my account and said it. That's what sure. they always say. Oh, oh my they God. They all say that. That's what that guy, the, the YouTube guy said. That. Okay. But this, this guy, you know. Um, even his friends that follow him and he follows are like, shut up, dude. What's your problem, man? You're being rude. Like, yeah. you know, really checking him. And then so I go and after I found out and gathered all this information and did recon on him, um, you know, I realized I can't. I'm not going to release these digital hounds on him because he's a sad, lonely mm-hmm. creature. And I saw how mm-hmm. sad and lonely a creature he was. And what it did was it, it humanized him. It made it like, ah, oh, man, here's a guy who has, you know, he's lonely. He doesn't have anything going on. It's not like people are tweeting him. He's one of those guys that follows right. an enormous amount more right. than follow him. Right. Right. And the ones that follow him are like commercial sites that will follow anybody who Spam follows him. Yeah. And, yeah. 
and, and maybe because I watched that show uh, uh, Catfish. Did you see this? Oh no, oh. I have, I saw the movie. Okay, so you saw the so you're familiar with it. it is, the yes. movie's like amazing. It, maybe a little bit of that and a little bit of this new Irish friend of mine. Um, and I just narrowed it down where the guy's from, but um, <laughs> this. Uh, but but the guy, not, not the Irish guy who was coming at me on Twitter, but there's this a friend that I've recently made named Larkin. This incredibly interesting Irish dude. He was telling me about Ireland in the 80s and what it was like and the IRA and everything. And maybe because I have this kind of like, you know, love for this new friend of mine, this this Larkin guy who's super fascinating and cool, mm-hmm. I'm letting dogs lie because when I lifted back the veil and I saw what was under there, it was like in Men in Black when there was just this tiny little yeah. creature and yeah. operating this machine. And he was just a lonely guy. And he yeah. talks to every celebrity and they never respond back to him. You know, he, and, and then he'll listen to every podcast and, and, and give his two cents and mm-hmm. nobody agrees with him. And you just see that it's like at the end of the day. And, and, and when I go through and I see his timeline and I see all these things and, and he thinks he blocked me, but I have a lot of other people who are in already in his machine. They, yeah, he doesn't realize his machine is infiltrated. I have multiple alternative oh, accounts. I, I, you're not going to fuck with me. You know <laughs> what I mean? End of the day, I'll find you. And I, and I found him. But I, I'm not going to out him, and I'm not going to say his name. And, and, and the reason being because when I found him, all I saw was a scared, lonely, desperate boy. Right. Basically. And and, the and, other thing, too, that's weird, not, not to cut you off, but um, mm-hmm. when you see the people he's adding, and it, you see that it's everyone you're friends with. Everyone who's not just friends with, who follow me. Yeah. You know, and, and we're close friends with, who I'll, who I'll see, all the Death yeah. Squad guys. <laughs> and it's like, that, you know, and the Death Squad fans, they're, they're the best fans. They're awesome. It's like everywhere we go, they show us love. Here's, here's the greatest way to be a fan is do like they do and start Death Squad Ohio, Death Squad South Carolina. Like right. how, every day I get a new Twitter Death Squad outlet, and what yeah. these guys have done is they formed a community with each other. They're not constantly trying to talk to me or Joe Rogan or whoever. They're talking to each other. They're sharing articles. They're bringing us information. They're enlightening themselves yeah. by hanging out and starting a community. Yeah. They're not sitting at home isolating, just listening, listening, listening to us going, I think I know these people. Right. And, th- and then, you know, I probably snarked him one time, and that probably devastated him. Right. You know, and he's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And so that's why I found, unlike the last kid, who this kid didn't come at me with any, like, racial hate. I mean, you can tell he's a little racist. It's funny. He's just like, <laughs> just, you know, it's Irish. Mildly. It's expected. Mildly. He might not know. Not dangerous racist. It's, you know. <laughs> he's adorably racist. He's adorably racist. He's, he, he's naively racist. But I'm cutting this guy a break because it's like, why do that to him? Because it's like he doesn't seem to have anything. Why am I going to kick the football out of his hand or the Charlie Brown thing right, when that's right. all? He's got nothing. He's got nothing. He's got nothing, so I'm not going to make him famous, and I'm not going to name him and do all that. Instead, what I was telling you before I go in the air, I'll give shout-outs to the people who we like. That's a great idea. And the people who say good things and support and start these networks and and give back and bring us information. And people think that celebrities won't tweet you. They'll tweet you back if you have something to say. You know, Don't just be like, I liked you in the Shawshank Redemption, Mr. Freeman. You know? (laughs) He's going to be like, everybody liked me in the Shawshank Redemption. Show me one nigga who didn't. Yeah. But, so this is the cool people shout out. And I'll give a real quick, uh, you know, I won't take up a lot of time. But these are people that I always find, like, they'll bring me cool articles, cool music. You know, things like that. They're not just like, hey. Or they're like, fuck off. You know, they're really super cool people. Right. So quick, quick uh, big shout out to Clay Ford. Who, I don't know, do you see that name around? Clay Ford, super cool kid. Um, I think he's always down with all the Death Squad people and MMA stuff. Uh, Dana, Dana Bristol, there's this girl who always uh, corrects me, like, about my hip-hop trivia, like, super sweet, wow. like, Asian. I think she's some kind of, don't, I'm sorry, Dana, if I got it wrong, but um, some kind of, uh, I, I want to say Asian, but she corrects me on things. I'll be like, she's like, actually, that wasn't MC Light, that was Spinderella. But, hey, no worries. She's so, 
she's so kind about it. She'd be like, oh, actually, that was EPMD's second album, Back in Business. Freddie, you were wrong. But hey, still love the podcast. Love what you're doing. Like, she That's gets great. it. Like, she's super cool, and she's one of those people I'll be very receptive to. Uh, this Erin Huntley girl, I think she's in Vancouver, uh, British Columbia. Um, super cute. She needs to put up more pictures because she only has one. Or maybe that's not her, catfish. Um, <laughs> but she looks super cute. Uh, monkey Bones. you got to love Monkey Bones. What about Crazy Monkey Bones? Oh, Monkey Todd? Monkey Todd, oh, Monkey Bones. Oh, we love yeah, you. Monkey he just Todd. tweeted us. I think he's yeah. watching right I, now. You know, Monkey Todd, Monkey Todd's a positive, super cool dude, spreads the word, gets it out there, listens to other sides of the argument. You know that guy. Love yeah. Him. Um, and you know what i got to say, too, about him? It's always pushing, pushing, pushing. That guy has never asked me for a fucking thing. Never asked for a damn thing. Never asked for a retweet. Nothing. Nice. Not a damn thing. I actually started following him again just because he's a super cool guy. Um, not that it's some huge honor for me to follow you, but, uh, uh, you know, I don't follow everybody. Every follower counts. Yeah, every follower does count. Um, all of the Death Squad, of course, you know, big ups to all of the Death Squad. Frankie and Sandy Parks, uh, they're my, one of my favorite husband and wife duos down in San Diego. They always listen. Stephen and Teresa Lindy, another husband and wife couple who always listen and come to my shows and support me. Anthony Johnson out of Sacktown, uh, Sacktown Blue. Uh, Constantine oh, nice. Rain, super cool guy. Kevin Sweet, Tony Brown. Um, and then here's some um, fictional rappers I want to give shout out to. Uh, <laughs> DJ Industrial Average, keep doing your thing. DJ Prostate Exam, love you. Uh, MCI, he's defunct, no longer in business. <laughs> And that's MCI Ball. He was MCI Ball, but they changed it to MCI and, and started losing business. Um, DJ Erectile Dysfunction, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you never know what he's going to be doing on the one and the twos and the boners. So, um, that being said, you know, this year is about, it's not about giving attention to the people who shit on you. It's about giving to the attention to the people who are constantly like, hey, love your work, good job, that and that and that. Because as comedians, we're trained to find that one guy in the room who's like, this sucks. You know, fuck this. And, and it's that's like, it, and, and that will eat Well, that's, me that's our society. I mean, when you look at, like, the, the Sandy Hook, you know, school shooting, I mean, whoever gets the most attention, it's the person who did the most destruction. Sure. And uh, the person who doesn't deserve it. So, right. yeah. yeah. Right. And it's like, you know, why, why, when I've not ever given these people shout outs, should I go give him one? Right. Why should I get him followers? You know what I mean? Why should I get him anything? Why should I give him any satisfaction? And it's like what that, you know, it, it, like at the end of the day, it was just a little mouse, a little mouse living in a house, just being pathetic. What did, did, I, what did he say? Um, do you mind? I, you know, it, I, I don't even want to really go and say it mm. because I don't want people going to find him or right, digging right, through right, the right. timeline. But he just, he offered up his two cents when no one asked, mm. you know, and no one agreed with him. And it's like, I can take criticism. I've had very nice, eloquent articles written about me about how, you know, he needs to do this, he needs to do that. It's like, I right. get it. Okay. But it's like, uh, you know, I, I don't believe that humankind goes around just saying mean things to each other. I, I don't believe that it's gotten there. Right. Not to the point where it's like, I don't believe he would do that to me in person. Right. I don't believe he would do that. It's just, I, 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 I find that you would almost live in a barbaric society if that were the way. But right. it's becoming that way digitally. But here's what I like. In websites like BuzzFeed, they do out these people, the racist people who are like, Obama's a nigger. And then BuzzFeed will be like, here's five people who don't care for Obama. And, of course, those people have to shut their Twitter accounts yeah, down yeah, and move. Yeah, they've been doing that a lot. Yeah. And people don't realize the digital footprint they leave. This guy's everywhere. It, it took me I, – I, I found everything out, everything. I knew his social security number, phone number, everything in, in, in 25 minutes. You know, yeah. It took no time. You know, I didn't even have to pay. Sometimes I'll pay to find you. Yeah. But I didn't even have to pay to find him because I had resources in, in his home country there. Um, social media gives people unwarranted – unwarranted courage and, and it's it makes a, everybody think they have a voice and they don't and it's a good <laughs> thing and it's a good thing to it, it, it instances but what i didn't feel it was appropriate with him because he didn't say something that my beef is 
with him personally alone. Right. You know, it's just for being rude to me. That's that's it. That's it, right? Not, I'm not trying to get him to like me, but he didn't come at me and he he wasn't saying racist things. He wasn't wishing me death. You know, he's just being a rude prick. He's being a cunt, right. really. Yeah. And, and, and then that's fine. I'm not going to, you know, that's whatever. The, the other guy needed to be, you know, named because it was like. Uh, yeah, because that's he, ridiculous. That's ridiculous. He crossed the line. He crossed the line. And it was like, you know, uh, and that's what people have to think about this whole Big Brother's watching you thing. I don't mind Big Brother's watching me because I live transparent. I always have, mm -hmm. you know, and, and maybe because we got in this business when I was 20 that mm -hmm. I was going to be like, I want to be. Not famous, but I'm going to live my life in the public eye, so I'm not going to have any secrets. I haven't worked in a corporation since the 90s. I haven't had to worry about There's a no drug trails. test. You know, right. <laughs> yeah. I am open with who I am online, yeah. everything. And so, but what people aren't realizing is now is fans are becoming just as accessible. I can find you just mm -hmm. as quickly as you can find me. It's like that scene in, in Goodfellas where Robert De Niro takes the truck driver's driver's license. He goes, "You may know who we are, but we know who you are." Yeah. And it's like you know. I know who you are. I know everything about you. And it's like because I'm not a sociopath, I was actually endeared to find out he's a human being and he's a lonely human being. And I'm right. not going to make his life any worse than it needs to be. Right. Now, the other guy who wants to go drop an in bomb, I don't care if you like Obama or me, but just leave the in bombs out of it. What right. the fuck? Nothing to do with anything. You know, you're yeah. going for hate. You're going mm -hmm. for pure blood right there. And, and, and I don't get that. But there's a lot of super cool people out there. And uh, that's all I'll say about that guy. Um, other things, I got some a couple articles I brought up. Um, that's one. There's I don't know if you guys. I think I brought it up last time. We might have talked. There's this guy with ESPN named Rob Barker, and he actually made a comment uh, about RG3, who's a quarterback for Washington D.C. for the Redskins. And RG3, he he in this video he was alluding that RG3 was a cornball brother, is what he referred to him as. And, and meaning, and they were like, well, what do you mean by that? He means, well, I'm just saying, you know, in my circle of friends, I'm hearing that, I'm hearing these things that he's a cornball brother. He doesn't really, you know, talk like us. He's not really going to barbershops. He's with a white girl. He <laughs> might be Republican. And everybody on that panel was just horrified. Like, even the most brother, Stephen A. Smith, who drops in bombs on accident all the time, <laughs> was looking like, he's like, I ain't touching this shit, man. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. But this dude, and, 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 and he was going on and saying this stuff. And what he was was this reflection of these racist old black guys that, we, you know, there's racists everywhere. Right. And there's this racist sect of black guys who still really think that if you don't act and talk like us, you are not of us. Yeah. And, and, and they can't appreciate that there's diversity among us as well right. as white people. It's like not all white people are from the trailer. They're just right. not. Right. You know, it's like if, if I met a white person, it's like, why don't you have a southern accent? And they'd be like, what do you mean? We're like, well, all my family in West Virginia who live in trailers, they talk like this. Mm -hmm. Why don't you? Mm -hmm. Because that's how I project white people to sound. It's like, right. um, but this guy was, it was one of these instances where somebody's revealing how, how, how close-minded their thinking is, and they don't even know he it. He didn't even realize it. And he didn't realize it. And even Stephen A. Smith, who's a younger brother, who was just like, no, man, we don't think like that anymore. The fucking president's black. And no, he doesn't speak jive. Right. He went to fucking Harvard. <laughs> You know, Jive is not a course at Harvard. Is that is cornball brother? Is corn that like, brother. like cornball, like you're corny? You're corny. You're okay. white corny. acting. And because it, it, like a sellout it's, or You're a Oreo. sellout. And because there's, there's this long-stood idea, and it's not held by – I wouldn't even say it's held by most. And today's younger generation doesn't seem to adhere to it hardly at all. But there's this whole idea that in the black culture that, like, if you're going to be a black guy, you have to walk, talk a certain yeah. way. I'll hear some of my black friends say, oh, black, but we don't swim. It's like, well, tell an Olympic swimming, you know, black – we don't swim as long as we believe we don't swim. Right. You know right. what I mean? I, I, I'm sorry, but why do we dominate physically on land? We can't in water? Yeah, I bet we water. can. Right. I bet we fucking it's can. It's the hair. That's why yeah, I it's why the hair. I ain't trying to get my hair wet. <laughs> yeah. 
It's a whole process. But it's like the second you start believing in that sheepish idea that, oh, we're black, we don't do this. Right. We're white. We don't do that. Right. That's when you're – it's like maybe being a mutt my whole life, I never understood this, oh, we're white or we're black. We don't do this. It's like, oh, I'll try it. Whatever. It sounds cool. You know, mm-hmm. if it's interesting, it sounds good. If it's music, whatever. But this guy lost his job for saying this wow. at ESPN. They didn't renew his contract. They didn't fire him directly, but, but they didn't renew his contract yeah. because he was bombarded. And I bombarded it on Twitter. I let him know. Yeah. I was like, nigga, it ain't like that. It's like my granddad fought in World War II, and he didn't fight so we could speak broken English, hang out with just each other. <laughs> And, and, and not excel. It's like, why are we being punished for excelling in, in, in white neighborhoods? And I hate to say white because white is French, Italian, European. Even Moroccans in, in Africa are considered Caucasian. Right. Like it's it, – it, white is such a, a lineup. Black, we come from one place pretty much, you know, uh, at least we derive. But there's this idea, and it's guys like him who hold us back who believe that we're all – no, not, we don't sound like – I've met black people from Boston who have a Boston accent. Right. I know black people in New York, nigga. They sound like New York yeah, niggas. Yeah. Right. I met black people in Texas. You heard Randy Moss talk, man. <laughs> it's like we're just as diverse, and I hate it when black people can't give ourselves credit for that. Right. When they can't be like, oh, we we can't, we don't do that. We black. We go to the barber. No, my dad cut my hair. Now I cut my hair. You know, right. and that's a very black thing, as far as I'm concerned, too. But you know, I don't go to barbers. Sorry. Uh, I, I I look through my Facebook, and I have a myriad of color of friends. And I say that if you're black and everybody around you is black, you chose that. And if you're white and everybody around you is white, you chose that, that too. too. Mm-hmm. If you're gay and everybody's around you, you chose that. You know, these people are, are – how are we doing on time? Okay. There's, you know, so many people want to live in like these – there's a lot of cities springing up now like in Portland, Oregon and in Seattle. And these are great cities. I love them. But these are like um, uh, utopian capitals where people of like-minded thinkers all want to live together and be like each other. And, and, and to the point where it stifles growth, I think, because nobody's challenging your view. Nobody's totally nobody's asking you to look outside of your perspective. They're all in this harmonious balance over there. That's what the show Portlandia is about. They don't quite realize they're making fun of them a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like this I is this show. very yeah. idealistic bike ride. I get it. They're green. They're friendly. And they're very cool people. And the electronics boom is what landed them there. But I don't ever want to be surrounded by one type of people. You that, can't. You can't learn. You can't grow. Yeah. It's, uh, I got stifled just in Cincinnati. I knew it was time for me to go. You right. know, I lived there for most of my life. Went to college there, and then I was. I knew. I felt. I was like, I need to go. I'm not learning anything. I'm not growing here anymore. So I moved to L.A. And I, I who you know, who knew? But I've grown tremendously as a person, and just surrounded myself from all different walks. You know, of you life. You have to, because it's like, I, you know, people enjoy movies. Like I had a friend say to me one time. You know, he's like, oh, black people don't like movies. I was like, you kidding me? Black people what? love movies. What? And he goes, no, well, they like black movies. I go, what, what? do you think the market is? Maybe point oh oh one percent black Seriously? movies. Seriously? Yeah, I was like, guy, this was a kid in Arizona. Uh, I was like, I was like, buddy, it's it doesn't work that way. We watch people who don't look like us too. It's 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 just strange, strange business, and it's perpetuated by guys like this. But we'll come back here. We're going to take a break. Uh, come back, talk about sponsors and that. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. What's happening, Toad Hop listeners? This is Ari Shafir. Jason Tebow. And Sam Tripoli from the Punch Drunk Sports Comedy Podcast. Check us out live every uh, Tuesday from noon to 2 p.m. Pacific time. And if you miss it, go back and watch it live on ToadHopNetwork.com or download the audio from iTunes, dummies. While you're there, leave a comment and rate the show. You Follow your boy. That. You just say that so, like, it sounds like you're acting. Really? Yeah, it's like, and while you're there, leave a comment. It's like, uh, okay, and while you're there, man, leave a comment. Tell us how much you like us. Still sounds off, dude. What? 
yeah. trying to sell me a Still Pepsi. How? I don't know. It's just well, how would you do it? Hey, while you're there, leave a comment. Like, if you imagine you were talking to a person, a human. Yeah, while, yeah, you're, while you're there, leave a comment. Great show. That's way better. There you go. That's that was way better. Nailed it. What? A great website if you are in the market for gift-giving, redenvelope.com. They have over 300 unique and inspired new products along with their classic favorites that are going to make gift-giving very, very easy. All you have to do is go to redenvelope.com, enter Heidi and Frank at the checkout, and save 20%. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Now this is a swell jam. Bounce, okay. Bounce in the bouncy house. Bouncy house. Bouncy house. Yo, bust a rhyme, son. You know what I'm saying? I'm up here eating pancakes, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Potatoes with cheese, son. Give a fuck, nigga. I saw him at, uh, I was eating uh, at a breakfast diner in, in New York one time, and I saw him. My girlfriend spotted him. No, my girlfriend likes big, big, muscly black guys. It's like a joke we have. Like, she'll, I know, it's not me. I, it, it's like her, it's like her, it's like, I, I'm, she's like, no, it's not the type you want to be with. It's the type that you want to pick you up and fuck the shit out of you. Right, you know, that right, kind right, of thing. Right. It's a joke we have. Right, it's like it. when I, like, she hates that I, I just, I, I just adore Kate Upton. I just think she's just so fun and jiggly and just, she brings pleasure to me. I don't know why. But, but, but you know, that. That's her version. Uh, she likes that we call it the Mandigo thing, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But um, we, we we joke around about it. But there was a point of me talking about large muscly guys. Oh, so we see Busta Rhymes one time. But this isn't like after I did um, uh, live at Gotham. So we were in, in Chelsea, part of New York, and we we're at a breakfast diner. And she sees this big buff black guy, and she she's not like wanting him. She's just like, who's that guy over there? And and, and before me, she went out with like professional athletes and stuff. Um, and then you know, I stole her from I stole her from an NFL player. As a matter of fact, did she think you were on the Raiders? Because um, she out. did. She saw the helmet. She believed the whole deal. Oh, she's like, clearly. yeah. She's like, that's one of the 150 <laughs> pound. He was the water. The 150 boy. pound linebacker <laughs> sensation that everybody's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> One her over. Yeah, one her over. <laughs> one her over. Actually, this nigga was about to get cut anyway. He was a third man. He couldn't make a roster. Um, but uh, no, you know, I think charm. She's she's a super cool girl. She liked she liked you know like when I was twenty one, I like big boobies and things in my face and all that. Right. You grow up a little bit. Uh, but we see this bu- this muscly black guy, and we're like, who the fuck is that? And I'm even like, I know my rappers. I know my rappers. Yeah. But I can, he had just cut his hair all off. Right, yes. And he was so fucking yoked up, I couldn't well. believe it. He was built like he was going to the NFL, like like huge, like a tight end, like an NFL oh tight end. And we couldn't, we, neither one of us could place it. And finally, I think she was like, that's Busta Rhymes. And I'm like, oh, my God, it is. And he's over there eating eggs, Benedict, nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like 19 slices of toast up in this motherfucker. You heard? I wouldn't know him without the hair. And I wanted to big really ups to him, do you know what I mean? It's you know, because I've, I've liked him since since when he was with Leaders of the New School. Right, I right. fucking love Buster Rhymes, but yeah. I was he was so yoked up, I was a little scared to approach it, nigga. You know what I'm saying? I was a little like, hey, y'all trying to eat my eggs, nigga? Right. <laughs> I'm saying, son, I'm trying to eat my waffles, B. Why you rolling up on me, nigga? <laughs> Smoking a menthol while eating eggs, nigga. <laughs> You should have asked him why he cut off his dreads. Yeah, I know. I should have said that. Why'd you cut off your dreads, son? He didn't recognize you. Yo, who the fuck is you, old skinny, <laughs> light-skinned ass nigga? What's up with your girl? Why she eyeballing a nigga? Oh, nothing. She just wants to smash. Yeah, she my girl now. She my bitch. Now, come sit over here with me, boo, but he paying the bill. 
<laughs> okay, Mr. Rhymes, I'll pay the bill. Like Honey, can I have the card? <laughs> But yeah, he was big as fuck, man. I, usually, too, I see my favorite rapper sometimes. I met D-Nice. I was like, my, my, my name is D-Nice. Turn Very around. Nice. He's like, thanks. I saw Shock G walking down the street one time. I'm like, just watch. My name is Shock. I like to rock, and you can't stop this. And he came in and rapped with me. Really? Yeah. Rapped with Snoop Dogg. Had a battle rap with him. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah I've done these things. I've been there, done that, you know. I saw Belle Bib DeVoe going up an escalator. Now you know. <laughs> and were they in order? Yes. Oh. DeVoe. On an escalator. At their peak. And at the end was, like it's driving me out of my <laughs> mind. Yes. Miss her, kiss her, love her. Wow, Wrong who's dead. That girl is poison. I was on the boxer thinking I shaped the wall. And at night. <laughs> fucking love What's that shit. What's the next lyric? I forget that. And I'll at night, it. I played all checking out the fellas, the high and low, keeping one eye open, still clocking the hoe. Yet there's one particular girl who stood out from the rest. Poison ass could be. I was impressed. I'm Michael Bibb and C, and I'm running the show. Bill, Bibb, DeVoe, ha ha, now you know. Yo, Slick, blow. That's when R&B was the shit. Take it away, Shit. Let's take an R&B break, an early, it's always time for an early 90s R&B break, isn't it? always. Well, our first episode back, the first episode of the new year. We gotta jump it off with early 90s R&B. Oh, shit. I'll read the Gamefly ad while you play this. Yeah. Go to Toad Hot Network and click our show. Look on Gamefly banner. One page and click to get it started. Gamefly.com offers over 8,000 video games. Send us this disc in the mail. <laughs> you never trust a big button to smile. My girl is Gamefly. <laughs> get you some Gamefly. Get you some games. Metroid, Rygar. Oh, speaking of games, too, keep it playing, too. Keep this, always keep this on a loop forever <laughs> from the rest of the time. And you keep the dance going. You got to keep it hot. Uh, so I've been playing a lot of Grand Theft Auto lately. Uh, I got back into it. And I'm, I'm going to start making videos for the kids out there of me rolling through the streets of Liberty City fucking niggas up. Get some tat 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 tat. Everybody get wet. Everybody get wet. Everybody getting dead. I'm like Charles motherfucking Bronson when I play that shit. As a matter of fact, my name is Mr. Majestic if you want to come find a nigga. Mr. Majestic 187. And if you don't know what that is, it's a movie Charles Bronson made. And spelled M-A-J-E-S-T-Y-K. Mr. Majestic. And if you want to find me on PS3, because black folks play PS3. That's where I do subscribe to a notion. I play PS3. Of course. Um, if I were you, I'd turn the volume down <laughs> so I can get my point across. <laughs> yeah. And so, because now I'm getting revved up talking about GTA. And so, um, and so back to our but talking about the guy earlier, but you know when I do go seek out and exact revenge on people online, it's in video games. I have no mercy for people oh, when I play video man. games online. I might need that outlet. And when I play Grand Theft Auto 4, Ballad of Gay Tony, and, and, and in inner circles we call it B-O-G-T, um, I, 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 I fuck people up. I'm Mr. Majestic 187. Again, come find me, Mr. Majestic 187. I'll accept you as a friend, but I, it, that's where it ends. Because people think in that game it's like it's an open world. You've got guns. You can do anything. I've got a helicopter. People want to ride around with you and, like, honk. Like, a guy will come honk. Like, hey, man, hey, can I, let me get a ride. And I'll fucking blast you with the rocket launcher because I'm mean. <laughs> as, as I should. I'm not here to make friends, son. 
So it's like, it's funny. In my world, in real life, you know, you can guess. I'm a pretty liberal guy. But in that world, I'm fucking conservative Republican. I, I carry guns and lots of them. And I don't help anybody. I don't care if you're, if you're in the, if you crash your shit into the fucking, into the East River, I'm coming with my helicopter to finish you off with fucking rockets. So. Right. While eating a grilled cheese. No mercy. Like, I have zero mercy. And, like, people will write you messages like, what's the deal, man? What do you mean, what's the deal? This is a game that's based on murder. I'm murdering niggas. It's like I was already dead, and then you murdered me more. It's like I get to be Michael Douglas and falling down. That's, that's basically what I get to be. Oh. I want a whammy burger. I want a fucking whammy burger. Such a depressing movie. But it's, it, it, it is a depressing movie, but don't you ever feel like that? Like him? No. I reference it all the time. Me, me I, I must be a I horrible person. What's wrong too. with you? I, I, I specifically bring up falling down. Like yeah, every falling time down. I'm about to lose. Oh it. man! Oh, How about the crazy guy in Venice who runs the the, the military shop? So the, the reason why I, I I like that movie, and you're right, it ends up really bad. Yeah. But you gotta love Michael Douglas. I'm just such a huge Michael oh, Douglas great, fan. Yeah. I love his cynic, his prick way of talking. My okay. wife, Catherine Zeta Jones, <laughs> she sits in my face as she should. I'm a great actor. My father is a great actor. Everybody in my family are great actors. My girl and I watched the, a movie with him the other night from 1997. And it's funny when you watch movies from like the 90s now. It's like mm -hmm. the stretch of technology has made them seem like like fucking not even talkies at this point. Right. Like yeah. they're like silent films. It's so yeah. bad. Like when somebody whips out a phone, you're just goofing on them. Like, look at that. Right. <laughs> Heathcliff Huxtable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just bad. Car everything's yeah. everything's Everything from before 2005 looks like 1983 as far as I'm concerned. It's just bad. I saw a laptop. Um, I saw an a, a Mac laptop from 2005, oh, and yeah. it might as well have been yeah. 1994. The boxiest, it was just white, clunky. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was like, I said, what year is that from? She was like, 2005. Yeah, Get like it's no big deal. It's like you were writing no award winning things on there. No, you have to, nothing. you got to upgrade. You got to upgrade. It was embarrassing. And, and technology has made time seem further. And I was watching this movie called The Game. Have you guys seen this yes, movie? Yes, I did watch that. I yeah. watched it recently because uh, of Netflix. Awesome. Awesome. Movie, awesome. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. So I liked it. She didn't like it. She watched it because we both like Michael Douglas. I love Fatal Attraction. I think it's almost a flawless movie. I like that movie. That's, as well, that yeah. movie is so fucking mm -hmm. scary. And girls with curly hair, holy fucking shit, do they scare me because of that movie. That's why I straighten it for you. Yeah, there you go, there you go. But Glenn Close is like, you know, she's beautiful and scary in that. You know, she's a little more scary than beautiful these days. But uh, right. she looking more like, you know, Glenn Fry than Glenn Close up in this motherfucker. Well, she's in it up. But, you know, bitches like can hold it up. You know, Sophia Loren's looking good. Yeah. I'd still hit it. Um, you know, um, Michelle Pfeiffer, she's not in her 60s, but, you know, me and her trying to do big hey, things. Mom. Iman, she doesn't age. Um, what were we talking about before, though? The game? Oh. oh, the game. So the game, I liked it. The, the, the only problem I had, and you guys can shred it apart, was the very end. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> I know. Because right? what is happening? Right. It, it just, it's like they wrote this movie, didn't know how to end it, and then, can we just ruin it? Like, I said the same thing. I said the it? same thing. It, 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 so all right. So for those of you who don't, and I won't give any spoiler alerts, I can still I can basically give you what the info button said. Um, Michael Douglas, who's always in a game of intrigue, a lot of psychological thrillers, a lot of whodunits, <laughs> powerful people, intrigue. Did I say intrigue already? Just sounds great when Michael Douglas says intrigue. But it's one of those Michael Douglas movies where you're not going to know who did it. You know, there's going to be power involved. He's going to mm -hmm. have a great slick back hair, and he's always going to be dressed to the nines. 
Um, but uh, it's great because there's a little Gordon Gecko in him from Wall Street, but there's mm-hmm. also a little bit of falling down in him when he gets like kind of like down and out, like Mel Brooks and uh, uh, um, what's that? Life stinks, or or maybe like uh, um, what's his name in Down and Out in Beverly Hills. Like to see a white guy in a dirty suit is funny. Right, right. Um, but uh, he, he has this whole experience that he goes through, which actually is a really cool concept. Because I was even saying to somebody recently, I was like, I think it would if somebody took a total big budget and really did a prank show. And where you fuck with people's lives, like you make them think they time traveled, like where you go all out. Oh, and I mean, right. down to the lady at the grocery store, everybody's in on it. Like Everybody the Truman show. in a hundred yeah, yeah, mile yeah. radius is in on it, like like that kind of shit. But this is what the game was. But he voluntarily signs up for this thing where all they do is promise to change your life. And, um, and, and, and as in the description, you don't know whether the game is on or off. And, and the whole time you're trying to figure it out. But at the end, they have such a junior high hasty ending that it's like they had a contest and they let fucking Billy Williams from Mr. McGumphrey's class, eighth grade in Missouri, <laughs> fucking write the ending. Because the ending is like, I swear to God, I've seen Saved by the Bell episodes that wrapped it up better than it's this show. It's so bizarre. <laughs> the ending is so bizarre. And it's like we're talking Sean Penn and Michael, Michael Douglas Douglas here. You know, the Michael and you're Douglas. you're invested in yeah. this thing because it's like it's taking The son of Spartacus. And, and it's like, the, and, and, and I was in. I was invested and I was overlooking the bad technology, the boxy BMW he drove, the fucking <laughs> Motorola StarTech phone that never got service. I was like, it's not the game fucking with you. It's a cheap piece of shit phone you right, have. Right. An antenna. Maron. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, but it, it was a Michael Douglas film, and I love Michael Douglas. I only wish I, I, I could see Fatal Attraction again, so I haven't seen it, like like I haven't for the first time. Like that movie, like that's that kind of scary shit he gets involved in, where you, you like the character and you know he did wrong, but boy, is this scary the shit. The fact that men still cheat after that movie came out. Oh, I know you're beyond crazy. How stupid men are, and, and, and especially the men who do that what he did, the ones who do what he did. That's really selfish. It's like yeah. not to condone any cheating, but there's the ones who. Who 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 are happily married? They were very happily. They had a right. great unit, a dynamic. She, right. He very much loved and respected her. And he's like, oh, she's off for the weekend. Ooh, puss. Right. You know, yeah. it's like, wow, really? <laughs> like, wow, that's some pre-internet shit you're doing. You're engaging <laughs> right. in there because it's like you got to be, you got to be like it, that. I think that's the kind of thing where it's like you're an opportunist, and 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 if you saw somebody drop their purse, you wouldn't tell them they dropped it. You pick it up. Like it really brings out something in people when you see something like that. No matter how good you are, it's like. You just saw the opportunity to do it. Why not just break up and bang bitches? Nobody, Derek, nobody right. hated Derek Jeter for that ever. You know, right? It was like I, 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 I don't get that. But that movie was so big in the '80s. I remember my parents would see it, and, and they wouldn't let me see it. The you know, um, we we had to see like Roger Rabbit when they went to go see that. I know mm-hmm. something that was out at the same time. <laughs> no boiling rabbits yeah. in that one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just, just boiling Charles Fleischer. <laughs> <laughs> Only yeah, if he goes near the dip. That, yeah, oh. exactly. <laughs> But didn't it, happen. But 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 what what I got from that movie was the same thing. I I I didn't regret watching it, but I was like, shame on you for such a tacky ending with such big fucking actors, yeah. which such a credit acclaim. And they weren't newbies back then either. You know, they were still as yeah. big as they are then as they are now, yeah. now as they were then. But I, I I found that movie just to be a little bit of um, a, a, a letdown. I recommend watching it almost so I can hear what you guys think about it because. It's just such a letdown when something like that happens. When it's like you're rooting for a movie. It's like, oh, in concept and theory, you were so right on. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen Django Unchained yet? No, I'm gonna probably go see it. Okay, you've seen I it, Renee. Saw it. Okay, you, saw it? you did see yeah. it. Yeah. So let's Great see movie. it. Let's see it, uh, um, and then uh, we'll see it this week, and then we'll talk about it yes. next week because I don't even want to. I can't wait to see it. 
I, I don't want to say anything. Okay, I think Tarantino's just brilliant. I love him. I adore him. I do too. And I'm going into it like that. And I'll oh, tell good. you, I, I will say this. I fucking loved it. Oh, good. But I mean, too, I haven't heard a single person say Chris Rock's raving about it on Facebook. Just, just raving it so about great. it. Wow. Spike Lee didn't like it because he said it, they used the N word too much. Spike Lee just uh, needs to stop. You know what? I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Spike Lee's an old Jewish man who just needs to stop bitching all the time. <laughs> Is he even relevant anymore? Pastrami? You ha- no. no pastrami? You have. You're all out already. I take a schwitz. I come back. The pastrami's all gone. It's like, shut up, Spike. And you know what? He's employing black actors, so shut the fuck up. Right. And been doing so on a steady basis for a long fucking time, and people who wouldn't give them a shot. So suck a dick That's and lick an ass. Point. And you know something else is people who say that Spike Lee is racist. He's not all that racist. He's hired Danny Aiello and John Turturro for their whole careers. Yeah, right. So they both just need to appreciate each other, because the shame is I do quite, I, like we've talked about, Do the Right Thing is one of my favorite movies of all time. But um, Tarantino where lets the work speak for itself, and, and he just shuts the fuck up afterwards. And it's like, you know what? The N-word exists. Guess what? And white people do say it, and sometimes especially he puts it on film. Especially back then. Yeah, especially back then. <laughs> it's about slavery. Yeah. Why, I didn't it, under, why are people saying that it's racist? Yeah. Like, slavery was racist. Yeah, slavery is racist. I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah. what the movie's about. And, 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 and it's like, I'm, I'm sorry, but if anybody does have an authoritative voice in the black community, it's Samuel Jackson. You know, he, it's like, go against him and tell him this then. Tell him all this that you have to say. I didn't you know? I didn't even know he was he was in the movie. Oh I yeah, was that it. just a pleasure. And, and Leonardo DiCaprio, who I'm always that, a, I heard he a big was great. Fan. Yeah, when, he's great. When there's that first shot of Sam Jackson and uh-huh. I was, and I realized like I'm sitting there and I'd like eat my edibles and yeah, yeah, kicking yeah. in. Oh, yeah, you're <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, "Oh my god, like he's in the mix. Like yeah, this yeah, yeah. is amazing." That's oh. awesome. He's in I think he's in most of Quentin Tarantino's films. Yo, that's right. And he liked Chris Tucker quite a bit too cuz he put him in Jackie Brown like yeah. Um, I, I was lucky enough to perform for him one time when there was like 20 people in the room, in the original room of the comedy store, mm-hmm. and he was eating it up, like standing up and howling. And I did all my like, like movie bits. I had bits about movies. And he was nice. just such a geek, just eating it up. Yeah. Um, and he, he, he reminds me of a guy. There was a guy, Sam Peckinpah, who wrote and directed um, uh, The Wild Bunch from 1969 and The Ballad of Cable Hogue, a bunch of other kind of cult classics. But The Wild Bunch is his, his signature film. Mm-hmm. And he was Tarantino of his time. It's a Western done in 69, but there's a machine gun used in it, which is just awesome. You know, I know in the wake of what happened, it's probably a little tacky, but I think a little time has passed by. Um, and uh, But that movie is like, he reminds me so much of Sam Peckinpah because Sam Peckinpah was this guy uh, who loved violence, but there was a purpose behind the violence. It wasn't just, oh, I'm going to show you a bunch of blood. It's like... Um, I don't think Tarantino likes True Romance. It's his movie, but it's his script. But Tony Scott did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies of I all them, fucking yeah. time. I I, that all-star cast, yeah. James Gandolfini, everybody. It's like yeah, even the bit parts <clears throat> are all like Brad Pitt just on the couch. Brad yeah. Pitt is Floyd. It's, it's just classic. Yeah. Pick up some beer and some cleaning products. <laughs> <laughs> and then I love the line where she goes, uh, uh, "Alabama, where's the coke?" She's like, "I don't know about any coke, but there's a patch machine right down the hall." <laughs> Real cute, Alabama. Uh, but I love that movie, and that's also one of his movies, if you don't know that. He, I think, wrote the script, but sold it, sold it to Tony Scott. Tony mm-hmm. Scott directed it. He didn't like but I thought it was fucking classic. The steel drums throughout, you know. Um, it was great. Their love story is a great love yeah. story. Yeah. <coughs> it's one of the best love stories in film. They were talking about that <coughs> on TV the other day. <laughs> I got a cough. I got such a dry throat. They were talking about that on TV the other day, great love stories, and like Rocky is actually considered one because it really is a good love story, but they missed that. True Romance, I think, is the best love story. Anybody got any better ones? Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang. (laughs) Pootie Tang's a good love story. Uh, East of Eden's a good love story. Um, But uh, I I think True Romance, it's it's like, maybe because my girlfriend made me watch that catfish, it's like these two people who Mm -hmm. gave it a chance and it worked. Yeah. You know what I mean? It worked. It's like, oh, it worked. 
we saw this one where the couple, like the chick found out the guy was a chick. And she was cool with it because she was transgender and going That's through off the, the, on the show Catfish? On the show Catfish, yeah. I guess it's on MTV. Oh, I yeah, it is on MTV. So is the show based on the movie? Like, is yeah, yeah, it's based on the movie. The guy, I guess the movie happened to the guy who is totally gay. Either he doesn't, him and my girlfriend don't seem to know it because she's in love oh. with him, and he Dave? seems. To, is that his? Name? Yeah, something Dave? like that. Gay mm -hmm. Dave or something. Yeah. Um, Guilty. Uh, he looks like. He, yeah, he looks like the guy who played Kirk McRae on The Wonder Years. Remember Kirk McRae? I remember the name, Kirk McRae was a winner. He got all the puss, made all the starting teams, yeah. and he was nice too. On top of that, and then he got Winnie Cooper, and Kevin was like, "Motherfucker!" Son of a uh, yeah, yeah, that's who. That's who this guy looks like. But he's like, "Oh my God, you guys, let's go meet somebody." <laughs> um, but yeah, watch that. Watch that catfish. It's interesting. It's really interesting. It, it, it just goes back to putting a face on who's out just there. Gonna I was just going to say Silver that Linings? I just saw that. Silver, Silver Linings, Linings Playbook. Playbook. It was oh. a great movie. I saw it over Christmas. Break. I haven't yeah. seen that. What is that? Yeah. Uh, that's Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence from oh, okay. uh, The Hunger Games. I'm liking this Jennifer Lawrence. I don't know her. Come on in, Josh. I, I'm, I don't know her, but I'm reading articles and, and interviews she gives. She's awesome. The shit she says, she's fucking awesome. She's, she's like, great. look, and we're not so saving young. lives. We're not scorching the earth here. We're fucking, yeah. we play pretend. It's right. fun. I like her. I'm going to watch The Hunger Games just for her. Uh, yeah. Josh Wolf joining us, ladies hey, and gentlemen. What up, buddy? Buddy, Silver Linings Playbook. Silver Linings Playbook. Okay. This is a good love story? It's great. Is it, it better than The Notebook? Because I like The Notebook. Because Gosling's it's, awesome. Okay, first of all, Goss. Goss, bro. Yeah. Goss, did you come on my show? It's a, to, it's a, little, Goss? It's a little dark. I'll turn on to the guy on Pierce no, no, Morgan no, 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 last night. Don't take my sick of it away, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Holy shit. I'm a huge Gosling fan. Okay, cool. Cool. Just making sure. I bought in this movie, and because it was Goss's dark, boss, right? it was bro. a it little was very, dark. Absolutely. Gosling said, what's up to me at Ralph's one time. Just now, go. go. Yeah. He works out at my gym now. He's say hello to me every time I see him oh, on word? TV. Oh, word? Yeah. I wish he said taxi. But this was dark, dark. It was, but it had comedic moments. Dark. dark. A lot you know of comedic what, moments. Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Okay. Love him. Fantastic. Plays a little... He plays he's, basically a bipolar angry dude. He's a little cuckoo. Um, he basically, when you close your eyes, he's Brody. Brody okay. Stevens, now, who doesn't love him? Now, okay, he's Brody. Okay. He talks about being positive. He exercises with that black plastic bag. Oh, on. right, He right. always talks about staying structure. Wow. And here's the thing. He spent a lot of time with Brody on the hangover. Hang oh. I was just thinking that. Oh, shut so up. So I asked Brody. I'm the like, most contagious comedian of all time, Brody oh, Stevens. Yeah. yeah. So I asked Brody. I go, what's the deal? He goes, you know what? A lot of people have told me that. I texted him. And said, I really like the movie. And Bradley, he said, Bradley texted him back and said, I'm, I'm really glad you like it. You should. <gasps> so. In so, Bradley's mind, it's an homage. So but Brody's a like working 10%. fucking actor, though. It's like. Right. But Brody is, Brody is so. Look, if you were going to pick somebody to be who was a little off. Right. And But yet still kind of there. The most contagious lucid, guy. Yeah. So likable. So yeah. likable. Yeah. And always talking about being positive and need structure. And structure, the whole positive thing. energy. Yes. Oh, my God. Enjoying crushed that ice is, at Coffee Bean. Yeah. Blew my mind. Crazy, yeah. right? That's that's interesting. But you know, it's like every great character is based on somebody. Absolutely. Little edibles, little edibles there. Little so edibles. I got the, if you want a good edible, you got to get these things. Google it. Chiba chews. Chiba chews. Sounds like dog treats. I'd like them. Chiba chews <laughs> will. Chiba chews and. Chiba chews. So I chew chiba chews. You. Chiba chews. I'd like to check it out. They're so good. Uh, uh, recently, we got into what? L.A. Speedweed, right, Vicky? That's what you turned me on thank to? You. Oh, yeah. yeah thank awesome. Josh Wolf, thank ladies and gentlemen. Josh Wolf, the handsome Josh Wolf. Woo! Um, uh, I, got, I got into those edibles from L.A. Speedweed, who I want to get big up to. We're starting to wind it down, so let me give uh, shouts to the uh, people who sponsor me real quick. Um, 
Uh, Borland, go to Borland.com. They got the coolest shirts in the world. I wear their shirts every day until I have horrible BO and I smell like an Iraqi cab driver. Um, <laughs> go to tuckandtoke.com. We needed a tuck and toke, didn't we, Renee, last time? Because the yeah. fucking wind, it's like the wind got on a plane from Chicago and landed here. Oh! <laughs> And then uh, also uh, go to freddylockhart.com. You can find all sorts of shit there. I want to talk like Tony Soprano. I watched season two of The Sopranos again for no fucking reason. I knew what was going to happen. Big Pussy was going gonna to get killed. He's a fucking rat. <laughs> Look, Tony, just not in the face. Everybody was mistaking Uncle Joey for Big Pussy when The Sopranos were on. Oh, my God. All the that. time. He would have to get on stage and go, bro, I'm not Big Pussy. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm I Cuban, bet. bro. Yeah. I'm not Big Pussy. And now he's probably bigger than Big Pussy, wouldn't you say? Joey oh. Diaz is blowing up. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Oh, he just had a baby. Like, we were just talking about Brody. Oh, yeah, congratulations. Joey Diaz just had a baby. Isn't that awesome? It's like guys like Brody, him. It's like the internet age is giving comeuppance to people who deserve yeah, it, too. absolutely. They're getting an audience that they deserve, like Brody and, and, and you know, the Mark Marins and, and, and people like that. Mm -hmm. um, other thing I wanted to talk about. I had another article for you guys. Um... I think it was a CNN. Oh, the giant squid. Did you guys see that? No. No. Did you guys see that? They found this giant squid alive, and it's moving. It's oh, basically no. they found Bigfoot of the sea, yo. Freaky. Wait, I thought there always have been giant squid. They have, and they've been washing up dead bodies. They've never had one intact. They've had babies in captivity, but this is the first time they have one swimming around in the deep. It, it rolling in the deep. Giant and ass squid. That's but, Adele yeah, it's a, it's it's a squid, and it was Adele and a squid just down there singing, rolling in the deep. Eye is like as big as your head. Eye as big as a plate is. It, yep, my head's probably big as a plate. Eye was as big as a plate. Um, apparently, he, he's very smart. He's started um, a bank down there. <laughs> His books are balanced. No, but they're gonna they're gonna reveal this, and I think they're gonna have like a press conference and show this video. But it's Bigfoot Underwater. of the sea, and I know I'm gonna get shit for this, and Joe Rogan agrees with me. Look, there's Bigfoot out there, son. I swear to God, be squatch, it. son. And you know what it is? If you take your mind off of the word Bigfoot and just say undiscovered species of ape, which we always find, right. we're just gonna find a very big one, a, vi a big docile vegetarian who stays the fuck hidden, an agoraphobic. Big vegetarian ape is like, hey man, I don't want no shit, man. Right. I agree. I think, and he just and they are. He's like, why don't we say your dead bodies? When's the last? How how often do you see dead birds just died of natural causes? The animals go off to die. They go off to die. I always think about that. Why don't you just see dead animals all over? Because the they're out in the middle of nowhere and they get ravaged. I'm they telling you. Eaten, right? I'm telling you, son. Sasquatch is out there, son. I smell him, B. And he likes hip hop. <laughs> he loves hip hop. He loves big pun. He loves Biggie Smalls. Yeah, me and Bigfoot, yeah, son. Boy. You know what I'm saying? We're about to lay down a track right now, son. That nigga eat more than I do. Ha ha. Harry and the Hendersons. Harry and the Hendersons. I love Harry and the Aww. Hendersons. There's a great movie, 1987. Um, they had a Jack Russell Terrier, which I have, so they had the little dog. Little mm. Bob was his name. Oh. And, um, uh, and John Lithgow. Yeah. Yes. And, and their license plate on their station wagon was WEA073. Tinge of autism, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus yeah, Christ. It's a little sick, and you can look Why it do up. You I don't know. I can't forget things. It's like a curse. I can never forget anything ever. You have, a, you have a photographic memory. I guess that's what it is, but it's not as good as like it's like I'll walk in a room and tell you everything that's on the wall. I just remember every name I've ever, you know, every person I've ever met, every face I've ever seen, everything I ever learned, everything I ever read. You remember right. all I remember. And, and I'm not like one of these smart people. It's like, oh, he's well-learned. It's like I just have this retention have for information. Mm -hmm. that, that I can remember shit. I'm a pretty not very bright guy. That's my girl. I do dumb shit all the time. She's like, are you serious? What are you for? But you know? you're genetically predisposed to doing that. I'm like, a guy. You're a yeah, guy, I'm right? a guy. I'm a fucking idiot. We're idiots. I do, you know, I don't go to sleep till I'm tired. I don't eat till I'm starving. You know, that's You are shit. one pathetic loser. I know. Why do you call every week to tell me that? And why do I take the call? <laughs> why do I keep picking it up? <laughs> why do I keep picking it up? 
Oh, um, so I want to talk about, did you guys see that article about heckling? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you find that the Chicago Sun Times? Right? Yeah, it was. I think it was one, some kind of maybe the Tribune. But so uh, these this girl who apparently writes articles about comedy mm-hmm. uh, in Chicago writes this article about how she likes heckling for the excitement of it, for in the moment of it, and how she would never do that because that's not her personality type. She just wants to stand back and observe. But it was her and another guy that I guess also covers comedy mm-hmm. debating it as if this is something that should be debated right. at oh. all. And, and like, almost uh, flat out condoning it, giving personalities it, to hecklers. Yeah, where... in, that, in that instance, she's also condoning use of cell phones during movies. You right. know, is that, is that is where this... Yeah, Why is not that... just start screaming at the screen? Sure. It's like, um, hey, stupid mouth-breathing, hairy-shoulder bitch, here's the rules. <laughs> or Broadway. Why not um, just start yelling right. during the play? That, that, what that is, it's, it's people projecting. And, and when people project, they come up with an idea or a narrative in their head of what my profession is like. People do it with police officers all the time. You ever see, like, two cops pulling one car over and your friend be like, why do you need two cars, huh? Waste of resources. Right. But you know, that's not a multiple felon who's wanted and he's got a, a, a truck full of fucking meth and, and, and a dead hooker. You know, you don't know their job. You can't tell what their job is. Just like they don't know us. I'm different than a lot of comedians. I, I've been a heckle maybe five times in my life because I'm just not that kind of comedian. I right. don't invite you to heckle me. Right. And if you do, I'm going to get real mean real quick and shut it the fuck down. Right. And you're going to regret it. And what she tried to portray it as is like it. Uh, it's it, part of the sport. Well, it keep, yeah, it's a part of the job. I'm helping you the show. on your toes. Yeah. And it's also like uh, almost like the way you handle the heckler yeah. as if that equates to how well how you're you a comedian. Are, how right, right. Or how quick you, you can be. And it's like, yeah, it's not fucking improv. You're oh. This is something written down. Yeah. You remembered and you're doing it in a flow and it's a certain way. And to even humor that with this article, oh. so it's just been Freddie, non- can you find her address? Stop. Yeah, I can oh. find her address. I can have it by midnight. I, I think a ton of people have, and she's getting nonstop ats. Just That's like so funny. People fucking with her, and she hasn't said a thing about wow. it. And it's like, what's the matter? You're home. It's interesting Days with people like that. They don't get it, but it's just like, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're going to get out of here in a second. Uh, people like that, there's haters. That's the lesson of this lesson is, I don't even hate to say the word haters. It's so stupid. It's like what trash say, haters. But there's people out there, we're, we're going to give a little love to the lovers this year. That's all we need to do. Thanks for joining us uh, from Vicky Peza, uh, Candace Thompson, and Renee Casas. I'm Freddie Lockhart. Uh, stay tuned for Josh and Ross. Thanks a lot. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.